0: Welcome to the Man Catholic Podcast. My name is Steve Priest. I'm
1: Thomas Wirtz. And I'm Brock Martin.
0: Today we're asking the question do we always have to turn the other cheek? St. Moses the
2: Black. Love it. Don't know if you guys have heard the story of St. Moses the Black. He lived during the 4th century in Egypt. He was an Ethiopian. He was of black skin color. Therefore, he was called Murin, which means like an Ethiopian. In his youth, he was actually a slave of an important man in Egypt. But after he had committed murder, his master banished him. So, he joined a band of robbers. Because he was so BA and had so much bad character huge physical strength, they chose him as their leader. Moses and these thugs did many evil deeds, both murders, robberies. People were afraid at the mere mention of his name. Moses spent several years leading a sinful life, as just articulated. But through the great mercy of God, he repented as he came across a group of monks in the desert. And their life was so inspiring for him that it inspired him to have his conversion and to live among them. And as he was there in the monastery, at one point, the story says that four of the robbers of his former band descended upon the cells of St. Moses and his fellow monks. And he had lost at this point none of his physical strength. So he tied all of them up, threw them over his shoulder and dragged them, drugged them, whichever the right word is, to the monastery into the chapel where the monks were praying. And he asked the monks, what do we do with these people, with these guys? And they ordered him to, to be set free. The robbers, learning that they had a chance to to continue to be with their former ringleader, also repented and stayed and lived among the monks. St. Moses struggled with his passions for a while. And it's very interesting. He undertook this new effort as he was learning the Christian life. And he began making rounds at night in the wilderness, bringing water from the well to each of his brothers in their own cell throughout the wilderness, right? They kind of lived in their own hermitage of sorts. So he would bring, especially for the older monks, he would bring them water at night. And once when he was kneeling over the well, St. Moses felt a powerful powerful blow upon his back and he fell down at the well like one that was dead, laying in that position until dawn. And so the belief is that the devils, so the devil and his minions took revenge upon St. Moses for conquering His passions and having victory over them that they physically beat him in this moment so st. Moses the black I I love the story because obviously an extreme conversion Mm -hmm. the guy was a hoodlum he was a thug Um, but that story especially of when the when the the robbers came to the to the monastery that he fought them off wrapped him up took him to the chapel right this guy was a man that that still wasn't wasn't afraid of his physical strength wasn't afraid of his masculinity and I, I love this topic because in working with college athletes for so long, there's often the question of, can you be competitive and still be a Christian? Yep. And I love looking at, at John 18 because the, the, the reason that question is asked is because of the passage in Scripture that talks about turning the other cheek, right? Where right. our Lord says, mm-hmm. if someone strikes you, turn the other cheek. So it's like, well, can I actually compete? Can I actually get in and get dirty with, with someone on the field or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I look and say, well, Jesus said that, but what did Jesus actually do? Right. There's a lot of things that he did in scripture. I just want to look myself at, at John 18 and where Jesus is arrested and he's taken in front of the high priest. And there's at one point in John 18 where the guards strike him. And what does Jesus do in that moment? He doesn't roll over. He doesn't whimper. He doesn't like, oh, I'm sorry. What did I say? He's like, if I said something wrong, tell me what I, what I said. hmm Otherwise, why did you strike me? He looks him in the eyes like a man. He says, what did, why'd you hit me? Mm-hmm. He doesn't just kind of turn the other cheek. And so I, I really love this idea because there's, I think, guys, a sense of if we're a Christian, we have to be a doormat. Yep. Mm-hmm. We have to just kind of roll over and take whatever comes our way. And there's, there's truth to aspects of that when it comes to suffering, bearing our crosses, carrying our crosses. But it doesn't mean that we have to just check out, turn off our masculinity And just take every hit that comes at us does it
0: no it it doesn't and I think with so many things that it comes down to our intention right so if uh, I played rugby in college and if my intention was to uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of dirty things that happen in rugby you know like you drag your cleats on someone's back Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and some of it's part of the game if someone's laying on the ball you kind of that's your way of letting them know hey you're you're on the ball get off the ball Um, but there would also be times in the game where you just drag your cleats down someone's back just to be a punk and so i think there's a difference between those two instances yeah, right and one of them it, there's some part of the game you're you're doing it to almost communicate not necessarily to hurt or to inflict pain where the other one you're just trying to inflict pain mm-hmm. out of anger out of resentment yep. out of this uh, over over competition which yes, lacks sir. virtue where competition in itself i think instills virtue And so when, when I hear about what you're talking about with athletes and varsity Catholic, I think it comes down to intention, whether it's football or rugby or anything else, we can play with a ton of intensity. If our intention is right, if our hearts and our minds and our pursuit of virtue are in the right place. Now, if we're just getting overly aggressive for the sake of it now, now all yeah, Yeah, now we're losing our opportunity for virtue.
1: Well, I I'm curious too. So if we're thinking about this question, should we actually turn the other cheek all the time? Where where does this notion come from that that becoming a Christian turns you into a total wimp? I mean, obviously Christianity, it it, we do engage the battle of our passions, kind of like we were talking about with Saint Moses the Black. There there is some sort of tempering of of our wild and craziness. But why why where does this notion that becoming a Christian makes you a wimp? Where does that even come from? Because I think that'll help us answer the question.
2: Uh, Yeah, I don't. It's a great question. I don't know weakness and meekness rhyme. It's the idea of turning the other cheek, so therefore mm-hmm. you can never confront anybody. Yeah, Th- that's what I would think in response to that question. Yeah,
0: I don't know either, Brock. I think it's a good question. I think some modern day, some not all modern day Christian movies are super like pacifist. Like yeah. you know, this is soft, this is lovey dovey. You know, and I think that's false. It's I probably think the it's 60s totally and 70s false. Yeah, it, right? I mean, yeah, sure. And now there's great Christian movie like The Chosen's out there. Um, and and I don't get that sense at all when I watch that. Um, but I don't know where that comes from, you know. Uh, but we agree it's there, right? It's, it's like absolutely okay, okay, there, okay. and I don't think anyone can deny that. Right, right. No, I, I think it's just an
1: interesting thing to think about because as we, I do think we have to take a look at where we're coming from before we answer the question. Mm-hmm. And I, I think this isn't a hundred percent the answer, but I think part of the answer is, is weak men. Like we have, we have mm. kind of created this image because we do not choose to enter into those battles, and I think we can actually. Over spiritualize some of those situations and pat ourselves on the back for being weak mm-hmm. when actually we we chose not to be meek and enter into that that situation. Um, I, I love that you mentioned in John eighteen. I think a little later in that chapter is where Jesus meets Pilate, and that's mm-hmm. another instance of just crazy baller in your face meekness. Because Pilate asks him like, "Aren't you a king? Right? Where, where's your kingdom?" And Jesus just looks at him and says, "I I I am from a kingdom, but it's not of this earth, right? And if if you know, if, if God were to get his way, all these angels would be coming and fighting mm-hmm. for me if my kingdom was of this world. And I, I love we were talking about this earlier, just that idea of him looking Pilate in the eye and saying, Yeah, you've got authority, but none of it comes from you. It's all because my father gave it to you. And Jesus is in complete control in that yep. moment. Um and I, I just think that, those, these are good scenes. We know, we're, we're in Easter time right now. We, we got to read all these readings during Holy Week. Yeah. I think these are awesome opportunities for us to reflect on the way that Jesus lived meekness. Yep. Because as you pointed out, Thomas, it wasn't weakness. There, it's a baller. Yep. Jesus is, is showing up, going to war. Later in that scene too, Pilate asks him, remember, what is truth? And Jesus literally tells him, for this reason I was born, for this reason I came into the world, to testify to the truth. And Jesus totally knows what's, what's coming. He knows after the garden, he knows he's going to suffer. He is going to battle, but he doesn't lose control. He's, he's still operating 100% controlling his emotions, controlling potential anger, uh, sadness, fear. He's in complete control of all of that.
2: Yeah. And you mentioned movies like in the passion of the Christ. Hopefully everyone's seen that it's, you get a sense that, you know, Jesus was carrying his cross, which was super heavy and he fell three times, so it's easy to think, oh, you know, poor Jesus. You know, he he tripped and fell, but he was beat to the pulp and then thrown this massive piece of wood. Heck, yeah, he fell. I, I'm, I'm amazed he only fell three times. Right. Every time getting up, though, Jesus was a stud. Like, he was... He was a man. You got to think like that guy was legit mm-hmm. in terms of just his physical being, not that he was a bodybuilder and they didn't do that back then, but he was physical. He was a carpenter. Right. He was a stud. And so, yeah, those moments of confrontation, I would love to have seen those just like what, what did the look in his eye what was his eyes like, you know, like full of love, full of control. And it's interesting because Jesus, the only two words I think he ascribes to himself in terms of adjectives or characteristics is I am meek and humble. Mm-hmm. of heart and that idea of meekness and meekness I think is such an abused term or misunderstood and we've mentioned it a few times and let me just give the quick definition Stephen I want to hear what you're going to say but the uh, meekness is it's the virtue that controls anger
0: mm-hmm.
2: it tempers our our rage and men we have we can have we can have anger issues mm-hmm. and so I, I want to make sure we don't say like hey we're just we're just saying don't be a weak slob go rage and just be crazy no it's it's all about God's grace transforming us. Mm-hmm. And meekness is that that virtue that hopefully the Lord's grace is, is building in us to help us control
0: ourselves in those mm-hmm. moments of anger. We talked about when did this happen? How did this happen? And it's not long ago, guys, that men were out working the fields. It's not long ago that men were going into battle. It's not long ago that um, men were regularly protecting their families from... Attackers or animals or whatever it is. And I think with the advancement in technology that Brock, this just goes back to where, how did this happen? Um, We have tractors to plow our fields. We um, dress up nicely and go to work. We have cars take us places. I was just watching uh, the movie Lincoln uh, on a flight. I came back from Germany. We're going to talk about that trip uh, coming up in a podcast here in the church in Germany. Uh, But it was incredible to see how men were when they were fighting about slavery. And this is only 150 years ago, 160 years so ago. So it's about Abraham. I don't know anything about it's this. It's about Abraham, Abraham Lincoln. Okay, got it. And uh, uh, passing the amendment to end slavery. And I was just watching this and thinking to myself, gosh, we don't have men like this anymore. We don't, we don't have men like this. Maybe even myself in, in a lot of ways, like, how can I live out the virtue that I see in these men? And they're not perfectly formed, mm-hmm. but they were they were men. Mm-hmm. And I think the advancement of technology, it just it has softened us in so many different ways. We were talking about our Lord in different ways where he was living out meekness and boldness. And I want to talk about when he turns over the tables in the temple. And it's a story that we're probably all familiar with. Um But I want to just open scripture here. This is John chapter 2. It starts at verse 13. It says, The Passover of the Jews was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple he found those who were selling oxen and sheep and pigeons, and the money changers at their businesses. And making a whip of cords, he drove them all, with the sheep and oxen, out of the temple. And he poured out the coins and the money changers and overturned their tables. There's There's a few words in here that I think express a very important point. And it's that he made a whip of cords. He didn't grab a whip of cords. He didn't, he didn't grab a whip of cords that was already sitting there. He actually stopped, took the time, made a whip. And I'm sure his disciples are like, yo.
2: Do you think he just like snapped his fingers
0: and made it? And made it. You know, uh, what I mean? you he, he could have. I, no, I don't think he did. And I think I think he, he actually it made it. it for this reason. because. So the, there they are. Again, if we look at the order of events, they are in the temple and they see these things. And, and he walked in with all of his disciples and all of a sudden he stops. He has to go find the resources for this whip. So wh- whether it's rope, uh, it says cords. Uh, he had to go find it and then start making it. I don't know how long, it makes, how long it takes to make a whip, but enough time where his disciples probably were like, dude, what what are you doing? What's going on? What are you doing? Hey, what are you, are are you going you gonna to do gonna with that? Me? Is that for us? <laughs> like, right. what are you going to do with that? And he said, uh, you know, who knows what he said to them? Like, I'm going to fix this or just watch and learn or, hey, here's what I'm going to do. And then he went and did it. And out of anger and passion, I mean, that's, that's a lot of energy that it takes to pour out the coins, to overturn tables. He drove them all, it says, not some, all right. of them. This is a, a momentous act that he did. And it was premeditated, not evil, but premeditated right mm. and i i think we need to look at this as an example for ourselves that says being big being bold being angry being actionable isn't a bad thing right always carry a whip in your pocket we have to <laughs> <laughs> at <least the> cords <laughs> you keep taking me off off my train of thought here thomas but your, you know your Sorry. insights are fantastic so keep them <laughs> coming um it was premeditated, and I think he is telling us a lot by walking us through the series of events there, yeah. and John was there. This is firsthand account. I never thought about the whip.
2: I mean, that that he stopped and made it, and that's Scripture is beautiful. It, it's living, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just some archaic words. Um, it's living and it always, you know, gosh, we need to read Scripture more. Yes, we do. Or I need to read Scripture more, but... What a great thing, because it speaks differently every time, probably.
1: Well, and I I love the the idea of him taking, you know, premeditated, intentionally going out to make the the whip. I do think, as you mentioned earlier, Thomas, that meekness... At least tempers or controls our anger, and, and to what you said earlier, Steve, it's actually not a bad thing to be angry. Right. That's morally mm-hmm. neutral. There, there are atrocities happening in the world right now that should make us angry. Yeah, absolutely. I think meekness comes in and says, "Don't just throw a temper tantrum or swing and hit this guy in the face. Let's mm-hmm. actually think about how to solve the problem." Mm-hmm. Like that's how you channel your anger to coming up with with a with a you know a solution to what you're actually getting angry at. And so I think it'd be one thing, you know, the pro-life movement is a big thing Thank right you. now. Yep. It'd be one thing just to say, "Let's go there." we should be angry that innocent yep. children are being murdered. That should make us angry. But the person who's not meek is going to run into Planned Parenthood and start slugging people. And that's actually not going to advance right. the cause of, can we build a culture of life? It requires meekness to channel that anger and in a way that's actually going to, to have a real impact in the pro-life movement.
0: Does that make sense? Yeah,
1: absolutely. It,
0: there are so many things that is are going on in the world right now that make me furious. Now, again, if we just go light buildings on fires and, and blow them up um, or kill the people who are involved in these things, that's not the right way to go about doing them but there are things that we can do we can go to the march for life we can vote we can uh talk to our representatives we can get the word out on the the pains and the injustices of abortion or anything else fill in the blank we can take action um and we could even do it with a certain level of energy and vengeance and, and violence should i say i mean what jesus did was was violent and the word that violent is Um, he didn't kill anyone. He didn't even hurt anyone, but he he sent a clear sign that what was going on was not okay.
2: Yep. No. And uh, and going back to the, you mentioned Lincoln and I was thinking with the slavery issues, Mm Mm-hmm and it made me think of the pro-life movement. So I'm glad you yep. mentioned that, Brock, because I think that's an area where, guys, we got to get a little bit louder. We got to get a little more angry, controlled, right? Be meek with it, like Brock said. But let's get out there and let's fight for children that are being murdered. Like, let's mm-hmm. stop being pacifists in the negative sense, like the, the guys that just aren't willing to do anything. And, hey, I, and then I'll transition to one more comment of if, if you're out there right now and you're a young guy and you're trying to figure out, don't want to be a Christian, like, mm-hmm. I look around, and if, if you see guys that just don't inspire you, that seem as if they're, pardon the the visual, but seem as if they're neutered, like, let's just keep going, keep sticking with it. Mm-hmm. Read through again those passages we just mentioned with Christ. Look at our Lord himself. Look at St. Peter. Look at the apostles in Acts of the Apostles. Read the stories of the saints, because they're intense. Yep. And don't get confused at a 1970s Portrait of Jesus that looks like you know I, I don't know what it looks like looks like he just woke up and he's just super cute and it's like that's not Jesus Jesus was a man he was intense he was visceral but he was perfect and strive for that don't don't shake off your masculinity bring it to the table mm-hmm. um, but just strive to be virtuous strive to be meek strive to be transformed um, but be a man
0: so okay what does this look like Thomas and we always like taking things practical uh, and. And I love it. And I always walk away with, okay, I need to work on that. Um, I've got one here that I'll throw out and then we'll see what you guys do. There's a book out there called Crucial Conversations. And it talks about there are many moments, probably some every day, where we find ourselves at odds with another person in a moment where the stakes are high, emotions run strong, and opinions vary. Mm Mm-hmm. And it is in those moments where we want to throw a temper tantrum or get physically violent. Uh, Instead, what this book does is it walks us through how to learn through tools and tactics, how to process through that situation. It is crazy helpful, not only for me professionally, but even with me and my wife, where there's one tactic I always use. Um, Where we're we're saying things, emotions are high, opinions vary. With your wife? Well, yeah, very rarely, once a year. (laughs) Um, And uh, and our opinions vary, emotions run run strong, and stakes are high. And I will say, okay, what I'm not saying is this. What I am saying is this. And so that helps her hear what I'm trying to (laughs) communicate, and it helps me make sure I'm saying it crystal clear. And that's just one of the many tools that, that this book talks book. about. But I think it's a great way to say, we don't have to turn the cheek. We can stand up and, and express our concern or our desires or our opinion, but do it in a way that still respects the dignity of the person across the, ta- the table from us.
2: I love it. Yep. And it's super practical. Right now, another thing, Right, we're, we're seeing Johnny Depp right now and in, in his ex-wife in trials. It's all over the news and the defamation case and... And these accusations of abuse, and, and that typically comes when people can't control anger. There's yep. you know, possibly other things, mental health and stuff like that. But but I would just say if anger is something that you tend to, um, find someone, this is just a simple thing, but find someone in your life that can, can honestly say, hey, look, you need to simmer down mm. and can speak into you and just be able to confront
0: you when anger, yep. if anger is an issue in your life. So that's just one practical idea. Gosh, that's hard too, right? It's hard to find that person. It's yep. hard to be that person. What a gift!
1: It is such a gift to have a friend who can who can bust your chops a little bit, because yep. it, it's actually really freeing mm-hmm. to to know that you can be, you know, fully exposed in a sense that all of your dirty laundry can be out, and you've got a brother who can speak into that. But mm-hmm. real practically, what I would say is t- to Thomas's point, you got to know yourself. So every virtue is a mean, meaning it's it's in between two extremes, right? And so if you are the type of person who is going to struggle with meekness, tends to toward anger, or you have a quick fuse. I would recommend, you know, the Crucial Conversations book is great, but I also, even something as simple as taking one or two deep breaths before you react to something to kind of yep. re-engage your intellect, your reason to kind of, try to gain, regain that control that we're talking about. So that's for somebody who tends towards anger, quick trigger. If you are somebody who maybe tends towards over meekness or mm. maybe smallness of soul, mm. I, I want to really challenge you to find one thing that you can kind of plant the flag on with charity that you can kind of mm-hmm. say, I'm going to speak up. Maybe maybe it is a pro-life issue. Maybe it's you know in your group of friends, you got that one guy who's always telling the jokes that are a little off color or yep. speaking there ill of somebody the locker just, room talk, just yeah. to, to give yourself the freedom and, and And really the kick in the pants to say, Hey, we don't, we don't need to be joking like that. Or I, I I don't think that kind of stuff is funny, or I'm trying to get that stuff out of my life. Just a simple one line, like you plant the flag and you set the tone for that conversation If you are somebody who struggles to plant the flag like that, you will be amazed what starts to happen when you start to flex that muscle and exercise, you know, being meek and being bold with the
2: truth. Can I just call Yeah, for all the athletes, all you in in fraternities, listen to what Brock
0: just said. I want to I want you guys to be calling out your brothers in a charitable way. Yeah. Call them higher. And it could come down to a simple comment like, hey, man, that's not cool like super quick, concise, you're not going to ruin the 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 day or the moment that you're having together, but I'll tell you what, I've been told that before in yeah. life and it you hear it and it stings, but mm-hmm. you think about it and then you change your your habits based on that. Oh, mindset. and I've
1: been on the receiving end of that where I'm making off-color jokes or or guys are calling yeah. me out and I will say the men who have have taken the step to step out and say that's not okay. Immediately, I, I just respect the hell out of yep. him. you. Know, like I look at that guy and I'm like, "Man, you got you got balls!" Like, yeah. and I, I respect that. I want to I, I want to be more like that. So I I love it. You yeah. mean testicles?
2: And it, it might take them a while until they actually can grow enough to actually respect respect you. It might not yeah, happen immediately, might, yeah, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. It yep. might take a while, but you're gonna give them that. I'm witness. in a
0: situation like that right now uh, where I spoke the truth to a brother who was in a pretty bad situation, and I was with another guy who didn't necessarily speak up so boldly and you know he might not like me now but i think years down the road he's gonna look back and be like dang what steve did what you know that's took me. courage and it was truth Good. all right that's it for today guys do we always have to turn the other cheek no we don't uh, but always be charitable when you don't and learn how to do it well that's it for today we'll see you next time on the man catholic podcast god bless